0: All right. I am coming back with one of my absolute favorite guests. You guys have heard her on here multiple times, Sarah Banta. We love talking about iodine and something that she recently brought to my attention was the topic of, can you overdose on iodine? Because in the world of iodine, as we know, so many people have varying opinions and you could walk down the street and ask 10 different people, what do they think about iodine? You might get 10 different answers. Especially as it relates to hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, are you finally at your wits' end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones, they're not even testing properly. So, come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Sarah and I are going to dive deep today into the topic of iodine and really answer that question about possibly overdosing, because that's one of the, we'll say negative opinions that some practitioners have as they steer you away from taking this very important, vital, vital supplement that everyone really, in my opinion, should have as part of their repertoire. So Ms. Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on again and bringing your wisdom on this topic to my audience. Uh, I always
1: love being with you, Amy. And this is such a passion of mine because it's like, I want to scream to the world and Part of it is right. Yes, you can overdose on the wrong iodine, right? You can overdose on the wrong magnesium if it's toxic. You can overdose on a lot of things if it's toxic or from the wrong source. So Number one, let's look at people with compromised health have far less cellular energy to break down molecules, compounds, any vitamins or complexes, and that includes iodine into its bioavailable form of monoatomic iodine. We're going to get back into chemistry class. And it was so funny. I was talking to my daughter who is a senior in high school, now graduated, and she took chemistry last year. And I said, do you remember... The periodic table where iodine is and she's like no mom so if she doesn't remember where it is a year ago then you know none of us do unless we're studying it and we're in the medical field so we're gonna get into it and i recommend people listen to this over and over again so you really get some of the key takeaways but monoatomic iodine is I minus. That means there's one molecule of iodine and it's the only kind that every 100 trillion cells in the body can use. Anything not bioavailable like I minus or monoatomic iodine can become foreign or toxic to the body. So all iodine supplements are not the same. The different forms can be useless benign toxic or beneficial depending on the formula the source of iodine and the chemical bonds and then to make Mathers even more complicated in our toxic world, sourcing of iodine could be coming from a place that's been radioactive because of Fukushima or Chernobyl. Most iodine supplements are coming from Japan, right? So that's another issue that we've got to, got to worry about nowadays. So that could be exposed to heavy metals, radiation. And that could damage the cells as it seeks out the iodine receptor sites. So now let's look at the different forms of iodine supplements. Oh, wait,
0: wait, wait. Before we go there, let's unpack this a little bit. I told you I was going to okay. slow you down because I want everybody to be able to follow. First of all, when when we're talking about iodine, you had mentioned how many trillions of cells? 100 trillion cells. And I
1: actually heard someone quote that there's a whole lot more than that, but I'm not ready to quote it.
0: Okay. So let's just take 100 trillion because why not? Right. Every cell of those 100 trillion cells needs iodine, correct? Yes. Every single one has a receptor site made
1: for iodine. Okay. And when we go into chemistry class, Think about it, we've got the halogen group, we've got iodine and fluorine, bromine and chlorine all in the same group. And what happens is they all have the same amount of electrons, seven electrons in the respective outer shell, okay? So the shell is looking for something. And iodine looks like bromine, chlorine, fluorine, or fluoride, bromide, fluoride. So Mm -hmm. all of these look the same. And if it doesn't have enough iodine in there, oh, well, we'll just take some chlorine or some bromide from the bread and the frescas that you're drinking and the sodas. And bromide is not legal in Europe. There's a reason. Crazy, And it is here. So, so we're, we'll get into the science and chemistry of that in a minute. I want to go through the different iodines that we're exposed to real quick. Mm-hmm. And the first one is just the synthetic polyvinyl polymers like in plastic pharmaceutical drugs compounds that is used as a delivery system for iodine. The body uses precious energy, and we all know that we're all hypo, most of us. And so our body doesn't have that energy or that ATP to break apart these molecules or diatomic, so two atoms put together not monoatomic like we were talking about so then your body has to use its energy to break things apart which it has a hard time doing if the body's already depleted then the bioavailability is of that iodine is going to be much less and then this iodine could be coming from radio contaminated sources then you've got the diatomic form of iodines, which I mentioned is two atoms that have, uh, that are together. Mm-hmm. They cannot be dissolved in water. So one cheap way that companies put together an iodine supplement is to add 75% potassium iodide to 25% of diatomic iodine in water. And this creates a solution that's only 20 to 50% bioavailable.
0: And so then what will challenge- you see on the label, Sarah? Uh, if, if they're using that, how will it be marked?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I don't have an answer to that. That would be probably different depending on the supplement and depending on the, the company that is putting it out. The The challenge is, once again, is the body is having to use its own precious energy to break apart the, that potassium iodide compound and into a usable, unbound monoatomic iodine that can then go to the cell receptor sites and be absorbed. Mm -hmm. Then you get into the tablets. And I used to take the tablets. I'm not going to mention any names, but the the absorption rate of iodine tablets is about 10%. Capsules is about 20%. Gel caps, 30%. Liquids is about 20 to 50%. But then what you have to do is you have to think about where is the iodine coming from? So Iodine side effects and allergies, what most people are talking about is they're probably reacting to iodinated contrast media as used in nuclear procedures, such as radioactive iodide or non-radioactive iodide. Then you've got seafood, which I love my seafood, in which the iodine is protein bound and the reaction rather comes from plastics, radioactivity due to Fukushima or other nuclear disasters. And there's a lot more going on than we know about or the preserving chemicals in the fish, or in the seafood that we're eating. And those toxins are typically higher in bottom feeding fish and shellfish that consume food from the seafloor. I never eat bottom feeders anymore. I had lobster the other day, and I got sick again. And it used to be one of my favorite fish. And here I'm thinking, okay, am I reacting to the iodine in it, or am I reacting to the fact that it's a bottom feeder, and <laughs> it's full of uh, full of junk that my body just doesn't want? Then you've got the molecules and compounds and complexes of iodine that are synthetic and not readily bioavailable, or they're radiocontaminated. So, allergic reactions are not from unbound singlet. Are iodine atoms, that I minus, and that is what's in the accelerodine. And that's what the thyroid requires to synthesize the hormones, T4, T3, or T2. You need that unbound iodine. So T3 is not created using diatomic iodine molecules and one potassium iodide. T4 is not created using two of the diatomic iodide. And no hormones are created with with the bound forms of iodine. So am I getting this across? Does this make sense?
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're good so okay. far. So basically, in, unless you're using the monoatomic, you are using the wrong iodine. You might think that you're doing a good thing and that it's gonna help your thyroid, help your thyroid produce hormones, help the thyroid convert T4 to T3 because we know iodine plays a huge role in lowering reverse T3 and in that conversion process as well, but you're not getting any of the benefit unless you are using the monatomic.
1: Right. Right. And so where did we get confused? Because there are so many experts out there, very reputable experts that you and I know that say don't take iodine, especially if you have thyroid issues. So where did we get confused? In 1948, there was a poorly performed study that was never replicated concluding that theoretically hypothyroidism could occur as a result of excess iodine this was known as the wolf chakoff effect and even in the study they recommended a dose of 2000 micrograms daily following the study no clinical symptoms of hypothyroidism have ever been noted with higher doses according to dr circus and He states people may safely take 10,000 to 200,000 micrograms without clinically adverse effects. Now, one reason practitioners fear excess iodine supplementation is that there may be a transient increase in TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a pituitary hormone, not a thyroid hormone, for six months. So I always tell my clients that. Do not freak out over your TSH within the first six months. Now, what's also interesting, and we might have to do another live on copper as we were talking about, but there's TRH, T-regulating, thyroid-regulating hormone Mm -hmm. that is dependent on copper. So stay tuned for that one to come. Anyway, so the, the TSH stimulates the production of the sodium iodide symporter the nis and without enough nis iodine cannot enter the cells and be utilized so proof that an increase in tsh does not necessarily correlate with hypothyroidism is that people who increase their iodine do not have the symptoms of hypothyroidism such as fatigue and hair loss headaches weight gain dry skin and they maintain normal t3 and t4 levels Mm -hmm. so tsh doesn't tell the whole story and i know your listeners know that because they listen to you over and over again but i just want to emphasize that and essentially there's an increase in the tsh temporarily because it's waking up all 100 trillion cells in the body not just the thyroid it says hey The thyroid's getting all of that iodine. I want some too. Send me some. So it's like the kid seeing seeing the brother get some candy. Hey, I want some candy too. And didn't know that there was candy in the house. So that's kind of where we're going with this is that your body then needs that saturation And then also something else to think about is the accelerodyne isn't just an iodine. It's a delivery system as of a detoxification agent to detox radiation and heavy metals out of your body. So if you are having a Herx reaction, I always say you need a binder. You need like the accelerated cellular detox powder that soaks up the toxins you're detoxing from, and that's gonna minimize any side effects. But that's also why you slow dose in the beginning and you build up. But there's a reason for high dosing and we're gonna get to that in a minute. But back to some of the studies that talk about iodine dosage, is that remember that one that one study was never replicated in 1917 through 1922 Dr Marine proved that iodine reversed goiters in a study in which 2000 schoolgirls okay imagine 2000 this is not a small study were given an equivalent of 18000 over 18000 micrograms daily for two and a half years with a dramatic success rate And the study was the reason the U.S. began to iodize salt. So the government knew we needed iodine, so they put it in our salt. Sadly, today, only 20 to 25% of salt is iodized, but it's also full of microplastics and that sodium is depleted of all the other minerals in there. It's just sodium. That's why when you go to the restaurant use the shaker, you get all bloated in the face and bloated in the body. And that's why it's much different than the accelerated ancient salt, which is full of all 62 minerals and helps with the hydration of intracellular hydration and helps with that sodium potassium pump inside and outside of the cell. So Yes, we're getting into a lot of chemistry here, sodium, potassium, and then all of the halogens, and then there's the magnesium and calcium, which we will talk at a later date on, but they found that, you know, that they knew that we need sodium in our diet because sodium plumps up the cells to help expel the toxins from what the iodine is displacing. So that's another way you can help with any nausea or Herx reaction is using a little of the accelerated ancient salt, putting it on your tongue, or and it helps plump up the blood to get those toxins out. But that was another study that was very successful in reversing goiters. And then in 2003, Dr. Zhang showed that potassium iodide reverse lung cancer tumors in mice. And the total amount administered was 100,000 micrograms daily for 20 days. And this is approximately 50 times more than the wolf shakeoff recommended in 1948. So these are high doses of iodine. And then there was a a study in 1993 by Dr. Gent, and he administered over 1,300 patients, 5,000 micrograms daily with no evidence of that hypothyroidism. And then the most significant and recent study called the Iodine Project, which most people are aware of. Done from 1997 through 2005. It was done by Abraham Brownstein and Fletches followed 4,000 patients and administered 12,500 to 100,000 micrograms daily. And this was given to diabetics because iodine helps with blood sugar. That's another thing mm-hmm. that they don't want you to know. And also, salt helps with blood sugar. So another little a little tidbit there because low thyroid function is also associated with type 2 diabetes. Right. So they had positive results with only 3 adverse reactions out of 4000 people possibly due to the allergies of the binding agents and this group theorized that because in Japan the average intake was over 13,000 micrograms Japan had significantly less breast and prostate cancer and better health and longevity than the U.S. due to the high doses of iodine. So that's a little bit more of the studies, and we can get into the the halogen displacement. This is the, the concept where we need to put our chemistry hats on. Displacement is a scientific principle in chemistry where the elements from the same group So everyone, I want you to Google the periodic table, pull it up and Mm -hmm. look at the different columns and the different colors and think, the ones in each column is in the same group. So the ones that have a lower atomic weight at the top naturally displace elements in the same group with a higher atomic weight. Okay, so you've got fluorine, chlorine, and bromine. And then guess what's heavier than that? Iodine. So if you are iodine deficient, which 96% of the United States is, unless you're supplementing with the proper iodine and not a toxic one, then all of the fluoride from our toothpaste, from our water, the bromide that is being sprayed on us I live in Southern California. When we have the fires, guess what they're putting in that fire retardant? Uh, wow. It's bromide. I mean, yeah. it is coming into my system. Chemtrails. When you go on the flights and you're in the jet stream, all of these things, we can't control everything. Bromide's in our breads, in our in our food supplies, in our soft drinks, mm-hmm. and chlorine is in our water and our pools right? I mean, I shower, I, I mean, in- you
0: shower with it every day, unless you have a whole house water filtration system.
1: And have you been keeping your filters up to date? Are you replacing them every six right. months? I know I'm not very good at that. So you have to be proactive. Now we're in a world where it's not about just getting the, our minerals and our And our nutrients and this I'm not just talking about iodine, I'm talking about magnesium, and the proper salts and our electrolytes. And it's not in our soils, it's not in our our food supply anymore. That's why I also talk about wild animal protein, being so much more nutrient dense than our soils from our fruits and our vegetables, that could possibly have the oxalates or sulfur that could be backing up the liver. And there's one more thing stacking on on top of another. And so you have to be more proactive about um, getting in the proper supplements and iodine is key. Halogen displacement. So by taking the iodine, it's filling up those receptor sites, not allowing the fluorine, the fluorine, fluoride, chlorine chloride, bromine, bromide into those receptor sites. And we have four times the amount of iodine receptor sites in our breast tissue, all of you women out there, than our thyroid. So we think iodine is important for our thyroid. You better believe it's important for preventing breast cancer. Now, the opposite thing in, in chemistry is called competitive inhibition, which is the opposing scientific principle to displacement. And it's defined as when elements from the same group, so what we're just talking about, iodine and fluorine, bromine, chlorine can compete. So if you are, if the higher atomic weight can forcefully displace elements in the same group. So if you high dose on the heavier one, you are going to forcefully displace the other ones. So this is the key to detoxification. So we're not even just talking about thyroid health. We're talking about detoxing from bio warfare. Right. And all that's going on in our in our food supply. And now they're they're vaccinating our chickens. And who else who knows what else they're doing? So yep. high dosing iodine is a must since it needs to forcefully displace the halogens that we are already seriously
0: iodine deficient. So well, it's also, I, I think it's it's a good time to make the point for those who have not heard this before that those halogens outside of iodine are highly toxic to the thyroid. So yes, you're talking about the whole body, but a lot of listeners are going, oh, well, okay, what's the big deal? You know, we got fluoride treatments as a kid and, you know, yeah, I put chlorine in the pool and bromide in the hot tub and so can that. It, those particular halogens are highly, highly toxic to the thyroid. Now, maybe Sarah, you can explain why they have a, like a a love for the thyroid. Why do those? Maybe it's because of the iodine receptors on the thyroid, and the thyroid needing iodine so badly that that almost like look-alike molecule here comes chlorine, do 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 do, attaching to the the iodine receptor site on the thyroid. Am I saying that correctly? Is that why they are so detrimental to the thyroid? Is because of the receptor sites? Yes. However
1: we just give a lot of attention to the thyroid because so many people are hypothyroid the doctor can do a blood test and put you on a medication Mm -hmm. so we have to think follow the money right most people that start my accelerodyne feel like oh my gosh my brain just woke up is it detoxing my pineal gland Yes, but is there a blood test to test your pineal gland? No, I mean there is. It's it helps detox with the these xenoestrogens. It is detoxing and helps with fatty liver and it helps plump up the cells. That's why the salt is so so important in conjunction with the iodine because it's detoxing all 100 trillion cells in the body and then the sodium potassium pump inside and outside the cell is crucial to get those toxins out of all 100 trillion cells in the body. So where are you toxic? Where is your disease? Is it in the gut? Is it in your ovaries? Are you polycystic? Do you have PCOS? Where, Where is the disease manifesting in you? Right. And it's really interesting as I'm diving more and more into copper and the 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 need for copper in all of these different places in the body. It's almost like iodine and copper are the hidden heroes where they're the key and no one's giving them attention other than iodine in the thyroid and, you know, magnesium. Finally, people are talking about magnesium, but you think, I mean, even my parents who are in their eighties think they need to be taking a calcium supplement. No, calcium is the detriment to your body. Shouldn't be taking a calcium supplement. You need your body to have the right magnesium, the right copper, the right iodine, to displace and, and properly move these other toxins in, out of the body into the right place. And all I know is that it's copper has been shown to be a key for weight loss for all of these enzymes with the fatty liver disease. Fructose is huge in causing fatty liver. You know, everyone's on Ozempic, yeah. right, Amy? We've talked about that. Yeah. And It's not obesity that causes insulin resistance and fatty liver. It is fatty liver and insulin resistance that is causing obesity. So you've got to correct insulin resistance and fatty liver. And where's that coming from? That's coming from fructose and fructose lowers ATP in the cells. So it doesn't just not do anything good for ATP. Like we talk about, you know, intermittent fasting and Acceleridine increases ATP by 18 times the normal cell. Okay, so not 18%, but 18 times. We're getting that cellular energy. When you eat fructose from high fructose corn syrup or from the processed foods, that's not just keeping your ATP low. It's actually lowering it. And so I was actually had this discussion with my other daughter who can pretty much eat anything and not gain weight, right? So that's almost a disservice to people sometimes because they have nothing to stop them from eating junk food. And I told her, I said, if you want to perform, stay away from the fructose because that's lowering your cellular energy, and here they are thinking that taking in applesauce and some of the fruit juices for quick energy is giving them good cellular energy. And it's the opposite.
0: Right. And then so iodine can come in and actually help with the ATP production. But it's also, like you mentioned earlier, going to help with insulin resistance because we know that consuming a ton of fructose and quite frankly, even consuming a ton of fruit can raise your insulin, raise your blood glucose level, and you can be battling insulin resistance. Now, chances are someone eating just a ton of fruit and everything else is perfect. uh, You're going to be borderline as to whether or not you're insulin resistant. I've seen both, but if you're eating that fruit and you're eating the processed foods that contain high fructose corn syrup, yeah, there's a pretty good chance. And if you have hypothyroidism on top of that, there's a really good chance that you have insulin resistance. So iodine is actually coming in and helping with a multitude of different, I mean, that's what I I say about iodine all the time. It helps with so many different bodily processes. It's not like you're just taking it for detoxification. You're not just taking it for your thyroid. You're not just taking it for your breast health. You are taking it and you are achieving so many different beneficial effects on a multitude of systems and organs in your body. It's probably the only and I'll get your opinion on this, Sarah, it's probably the only supplement, the only, I don't know if you want to call it the only element, but really the only supplement. Let's let's put them all in together. Vitamin D included, let's bring that on in. It's the only one out of all of them that does literally everything for the body,
1: everything. We didn't even talk about the immune system. Right. So- And mental health. So let's talk about the immune system and then mental health. But with the immune system, and I'm married to a man, I always say God gave me the largest skeptic in the world, Mm -hmm. so that I had to know what I was talking about. And he has sinus issues, something that I've never suffered from. And The two things that he's tried, because he would get these massive migraine headaches from a sinus infection, and it would always come around the full moon and the new moon. And if anyone has heard me talk, that's when the parasites come out and play. So I theorized that he was getting parasite-induced viral activity up here. So what was he doing? I told him to use his neti pot or just nebulize the iodine, the acceleridine with water, not straight. It will burn you because it is super strong. And then alternate that with the accelerated silver. And you do that just straight. You do not have to dilute it. And he's like, it's magic. He goes, and I actually listen to him talk to other people about it, which is huge for him to do because right. he doesn't talk about his wife in that, in that realm very often. So... It is a natural antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, antibacterial. It helps with boosting the immune system. It was used during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic and certain countries during this last pandemic that no one wants to talk about used iodine to combat the issue with success. So there is that, it it boosts the immune system. It is also known as the number one spiritual element. And I actually was talking to someone that is very into spirituality, connecting the third eye, To the rest of the body. And they were talking about iodine as opening the pineal gland. And I I mentioned that it lifts brain fog and helps alleviate depression. And we know that a lot of depression and anxiety is connected to low thyroid. So there's no mystery as to why iodine would be a key for mental health, thyroid health, physical health. And you know, when you are hypothyroid and can't get out of bed and don't have any energy in the in the body, mm-hmm. I mean, of course you're depressed, right? Of course you're feeling anxious. I I have to live this day again and I don't have energy physically or mentally to do so, but it literally wakes up the brain. I've had people come to me saying, Sarah, it's really weird. Ever since I started your iodine, I'm getting rid of the toxic friends in my life and I'm clearing out the cobwebs and it really is interesting. And then they can also see detoxification. People will get certain rashes on your skin. I remember I have scar tissue on my arm from putting my arm through a window. I was roller skating at the age of 10 and What you can do is you can use castor oil and the acceleridine, and I have an accelerated castor oil that's enhanced with scalar frequencies too, rub it on a scar tissue because scars are where parasites like to reside. So not just ones you can see, but scar tissue like a um, C-section scar or internal scar from surgery on the inside, you... You rub or use a, a gua sha tool with the iodine and the, the castor oil and you break apart the scalar tissue. Guess what happened? I had a rash that came out for 24 hours and that was the parasites coming out because they were sitting there and residing there. And now my scar is of what it used to be. So it's really interesting. Try it out. I use a mask on my face at night with the castor oil and the iodine and it's a natural. Face mask that is a lot cheaper than going to get a facial because iodine is antibacterial. So, for us adults that still get zits on our faces, but it also helps with, and the castor oil is also antibacterial, but the combination also helps with brown spots and wrinkles. And it's this nice absorption mask that you think it's going to make you, you're going to wake up orange and all. Yucky, I actually wake up dry and my face is totally clear. So that's another little tip. But the it's it's amazing for spiritual health, amazing for the immune system, mm-hmm. obviously energy, because when you're we've got that ATP in all cells increased, your cells have an ability to do all that it needs to do, not right. just
0: one thing. Right. So we have oh my gosh, the the list of benefits is huge. We have breast protection. We have uterine protection. We have full body protection, immune system protection, thyroid benefits of producing more thyroid hormone and converting T4 to T3. Also pushing out the toxins from the thyroid, but also from all of the cells. We have better mental health, brain clarity, ATP, I mean, what does it not do? Seriously, why are we not all taking iodine? Well, you know what, because it would kick out big pharma. And again, you know, I say this about so many different things, so many different simple things, even treatment of hormones using bioidentical hormones. If we use bioidentical hormones, you don't need a statin and a blood pressure medication, antidepressant. If we use iodine, you don't need a statin, a blood pressure medication, and an antidepressant. So it's just amazing. I don't even understand why we have suppressed this information for so long. But let me ask you this, Sarah. Do you think one of the reasons people do poo-poo it, and I've heard very few and far between, very few and far between, practitioners say that someone can go hyperthyroid from taking too much iodine?
1: So what's interesting is with the Acceleridine, that does not happen. If someone is hyper, I do recommend starting slow Mm -hmm. because you might have a transient feeling of palpitations in your heart. But honestly, it's waking up the body. And hyperthyroidism is also autoimmune and, and iodine helps with autoimmune. But you touched on estrogens, estrogen dominance who isn't suffering from estrogen dominance, men and women, iodine helps detox the estrogens out of the body. It also helps regulate estrogen in the body. So there is so much that it's doing at the level of the the liver, because the liver is where you know, a lot of the hormones are made. That's why I always say, though, you got to love your liver and do your liver flushes. But that is an intricate part, but just on a daily basis, the iodine is helping to regulate those female and male sex hormones. And, you know, it makes sense giving your body the proper energy libido is affected energy everywhere and hair growth iodine is key for hair growth so many people are suffering from that right and so it's also reversing so there's also something and i can't talk i have to be very careful with how i talk about this but there's something that has happened over the last three years in the body where we there's a disruption in an enzyme reaction. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Acceleridine has figured out how to circumvent that to reverse the damage. So there is a whole big piece that we can't even talk about. So for you out there who feel like your health has taken a a downturn in the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. I would tell you, Accelerine, Acceleradine, Acceleradine before anything else. And I know financial situations are a a huge issue with wanting to supplement, wanting to eat right, wanting to do the right thing. And I always try to prioritize my protocols in order of importance. And you will always see the Acceleradine at the top
0: out of everything that I recommend. Exactly. No, I completely agree. I, I agree because it can do so much. Now, your dosing protocol is a little bit different than what you would see on, let's say the, I don't even want to say a competitor because they can't even hold a match to a sellerdine but let's say other liquid formulations yes. that we know possibly are heavy metal contaminated. Dosing is a little bit different, Sarah. So can you explain your dosing protocol and why it might be important for some people, I remember mine at least once a day, and I did bump it up to twice a day post-surgery because I wanted to improve my immune system and make sure that I did not get an infection because that would mean a second surgery. So I bumped it up to twice a day. And I got to say in that bump up time, which was about two to three weeks, I lost weight, not, not exercising, not doing anything except sitting around healing because of that extra dosing of iodine. So I definitely noticed that metabolic increase when I bumped my dosing up, but I'd like you to explain how you prefer people dose Ascaladine. Yeah,
1: so what I recommend is starting slow with 3 drops in water. If you put it directly in your mouth, you will never do it again cuz it's yeah. strong. Yeah. And I by the way, I did that because I used to take an iodine that you could put straight in your mouth cuz it was not as strong. Um so start with 3 drops three times a day in water and you take it 15 minutes away from all your other supplements, all your thyroid medication, any food. Okay. But then you increase by one drop per dose per day. So day two, you're at four drops, three times a day, day three, five drops, three times a day, up to 25 drops, three times a day. Now that sounds like a lot. And three years ago, it was, It was 20 drops three times a day, but we were not being bombarded by the amount of radioactivity in the 5G and the smart meters and everything that is, you know, our bodies and our livers are just being just overloaded right now. And the spike protein has put more dampening of our liver function, which is causing unexplained weight gain and, you know, the laundry list. So Mm -hmm. I recommend people stay at 25 drops, three times a day. If you can only remember to take it twice, you can divide 75 drops divided by two if you
0: want. Yeah, that's what I, I did, 75 divided by two, just to up my, because I knew I would remember it twice, probably not three times. So. And
1: one last thing I wanted to mention with your surgery, anyone who's had surgery, you once the wound is is closed, you can put the accelerodyne and the castor oil together to heal it much
0: faster. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm going to do that. And real quick for the listeners, before I let you go, Sarah, how many drops are you putting with that castor oil for your face? I make it really orange. I don't okay. count it out. I look I look as if my
1: um my husband or my kids will like take a second look if they see me. So that's what I do. I honestly it's it's to your tolerance. It can get pretty dark and it still is gone in the morning. So I always tell people, you know, try it in a spot where it doesn't matter it to squash your fears of, right. of waking up with an orange face, but I've never woken up with an orange face. I also, I do infrared sauna every day and I'll do it before I go into the sauna and it absorbs so quickly because of the heat within 15 minutes, it's gone.
0: Yes. I love that. Okay. So you will not look like Magda from something about Mary it'll be okay. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Sarah, thank you so much again for coming on and imparting your wisdom. I love talking about iodine because I'm so passionate about it. I know you are as well. So thank you for diving into this topic and really giving us a little chemistry lesson today. Thanks Amy. Always love it. Absolutely. And we have the link to grab your bottle of a in the show notes.